Welcome to the Business Animal Podcast. Saddle up for a gallop to the top of the animal industry, where you'll learn how to tame your wild business beast with tips, techniques, and tools that will take overwhelm to obedience school and have you wagging your tail with joy. And now your hosts, Kim Beer and Kara Taylor Swift. Hey there, business animals. It's Kim with Be More Business. And Kara Taylor Swift with Fast Horse Photography. <laughs> and welcome to the business animal. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about something that Kara and I have spent a lot of time talking to each other about, and that's creating a better social proof through testimonials. Now, way back in season one, at the beginning of season one, we did a really awesome episode on social proof. I hope that's not, I, I'm really a humble person, but it was a really good episode. <laughs> Don't you agree, Kara? Well, it was one of our favorites. It was definitely one of our personal favorites, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. And I've actually gone on and pitched that as an idea with a bunch of other ideas in a bunch of speaking engagements that I've done. And since then, I've created a presentation around that and delivered that to three, four, five different audiences. And the speaking coordinators that I've worked with have all been super excited about the topic because there's not a lot of people out there really discussing social proof, how to how to use it, how to do it better. And our episode was really timely in that. So today, as usual, when we do our episodes, let me back up a minute, we always go, oh man, we could have done an entire episode around one little piece of a bigger episode. So the social proof episode in season one covered a, a wide range of topics and, and a wide range of things around social proof. But one little specific piece of social proof that we wanted to break out and talk about a lot deeper has to do with getting better customer testimonials. And there's a true art to this. This is something that I don't see always businesses taking a good opportunity to get. I don't see them trying to craft this. I see some attempts at, at people trying to get star reviews on Google or things like that. But really good customer testimonials, they can make the a huge difference between you getting a customer and that customer moving on to your competition. And uh, Kara, you found some interesting statistics around this. Would you share those with us? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think, you know, like you said, Kim, we gave a really big overview on our social proof, but we want to actually like tell you guys, these are some awesome tips that you can walk away with today and get started creating awesome testimonials for your business. Because the truth is, is that I think testimonials on your website and reviews on your website or online, Google, Yelp, wherever they're found, they are second in powerfulness only to word of mouth referrals. Like I feel like it's word of mouth referrals. And then the next thing that most people do is they start to look for testimonials or um, basic reviews. So I thought this was really interesting. I saw that 92% of customers read online reviews before buying. And I was like, that makes sense because I am definitely someone who I read all the reviews. I look for the testimonials from people who have used the product and services. But on the flip side of that, I'm pretty crappy about writing out reviews or creating like awesome testimonials for products and services that I like. And I think that's most people. So the big takeaway I think from that is that you have to have a strategy to move forward to actually go out and harvest those testimonials. Another statistic that I found, which I thought was really interesting, is that 72% of consumers will take action only after reading 
positive reviews. And it takes 40 or more reviews sometimes for consumers to consider that when they're looking at like a review page or looking at testimonials, that that's an accurate rating for that business. So you don't, you actually need more than just a couple. You need to be thinking about how to harvest them regularly. And over time with your business, how do you keep pulling them in so that they're timely, that they show um, accuracy in what you're currently providing to your clients and that people are seeing like over time that they're still coming in and they're still positive so that they can believe in your business and the services you provide. That's huge. It is a huge piece of the marketing puzzle that I think sometimes we gloss over because we're on to the next shiny object. So our big three for this episode around testimonials are first, pre-design and pre-plan your testimonial experience. This is something you need to get mindful about. It's not something that you should just sort of <laughs> wait and wish to happen. <laughs> it's something that you you need to consider ahead of time and build it into your entire customer service experience. The second of the big three is to learn how to time that ask perfectly so that you do get the best testimonial and you get it in a place where it's easy for your customers to provide the testimonial. Testimonial. And then the final of our big three is to have a plan for using those testimonials immediately so that you are pushing that information out. And like Kara just said, keeping it up on the top of mind of people and and making sure that you have fresh testimonials so people are seeing the newest, latest, greatest information from your clients. And you always want to be able to, to do that. So if we back up to the first of the big three, which is pre-design and pre-plan your testimonial experience, that means that you need to kind of figure out what you're going to talk with people about in getting testimonials. Now, for some of you, I know you have already instituted an email marketing program where you send out an email and ask people for a review. That's great. That's great. But we can take that a little bit further because the truth is, is that your customers may have had a wonderful experience with you but they're not going to voluntarily go, every one of them anyway, go and leave you a review right off the bat. There are some that will, but the majority of them are going to wait until they're asked. And when you ask, it's really important that you ask leading questions, that you help them with this process. Because I can tell you the number one response that I get from people when I say, hey, you know, they're raving to me about something. I'm like, well, why did you leave that as a review? And I only ask that of my friends who say things about this. I don't like <laughs> normal customers I meet. I don't just like, well, why didn't you leave me a review? But um, <laughs> at any rate, most people is like, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to say it. I didn't know where to start. I didn't know how to initialize that review process. So it's really important that you learn how to ask those leading questions and ask people stuff that will help them be able to get, one, you a good review, and two, over that hump of not knowing what they're going to say. And Kara has some really good elements here that she's going to bring into understanding the parts of the review you that you need to concentrate on. 
So Kara, take that away. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny that you mentioned that about what your clients say, because I sent a request the other day to someone to, that I had just finished working with for a, for a testimonial. And her response back was, oh my gosh, I would be happy to do that. I can't, I'm, I'm sad that I didn't think to do that. And it's just not top of mind. We cannot expect our customers to go online and leave a review or to leave a more detailed testimonial when they're busy living their life, right? <laughs> like they're, we need to help prompt them and we want to make it stupid simple for them. I believe personally that testimonials should include three main elements. Part of the testimonial should include a before piece. The second part should be a during or an after piece. And then the third piece should be something about the overall experience. So in terms of the before, you're going to be asking questions to get your client to talk about, you know, what made them decide to work with you or purchase your product or service in the first place. And you really want to get to that pain point with them. So did they have any concerns or worries? You know, what was the reason they contacted you? How did they think that your service might fit their needs? So you're going to ask questions around that. And guys coming up, we're actually going to give you some questions to start with. Okay. Just keep that in mind when we're going through this. The second part that during and or after part of your questions, you know, you're going to be looking for questions to ask like, what was it like to work with your business? What was it like to work with you as the person providing those services specifically? What was it like when they made the purchase of the product? Was the process easy? Did you have what they needed? Did they enjoy their time with you? You can also talk about like, what types of emotions did they have while going through that process of working with you or your business? You know, were they relieved? Were they anxious? Were they nervous about investment? Did they think the process was fun? These are all the emotions that you're going to try to pull out. And then the third part that after or the overall experience part, did your product or service meet their need? You need to know that. Are they happy with the overall results? Would they work with you again? Would they purchase from you again? And one of the most important parts of this is would they recommend you to others? Now, these three elements are really important because remember you're creating this because you are looking at those people out there that are consumers that have yet to work with their business. And you've got to have testimonials that aren't just like a random review where someone pops in and said, you know, it was awesome working with your business. I totally do it again. Or what an awesome experience. No, you need to actually speak to what it's like to work in your business or to make a purchase from you so that people know if you're a right fit for them. You know, and you've got to have those testimonials on there because they really make your product or service seem less risky. No one wants to be the first person to test out your business. So having those testimonials on there and those reviews on there can really make that process of making the decision to work with you so much easier because they see you're a good fit. One of the things I will add is as I've been filling out my testimonials and I've been getting more and more back from clients, you start to see consistency when you're asking the same questions so that when clients sit down or consumers sit down and look at my, my review page or the lengthy testimonials that I have, they start to see a process, you know, cause each one kind of flows like the same. And so they really have an idea of what to expect when they pick up the phone to call me for the first time. <laughs> well, and I, I, I love the thought of nobody wants to be the guinea pig. <laughs> nobody wants <laughs> nobody to be wants the to be first the guinea pig. in line. <laughs> Nobody wants to be the guinea pig. I actually like being the guinea pig. I enjoy being the first first person through the experience because um, then Not it only me. gets better. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I want a smooth, pain-free process that with a trail that has been <laughs> paved and um, lots of landmarks. <laughs>
Every small business owner wants to gain traction in their marketing. After three decades of working with small business owners just like you, I have developed what I call my 4x4 marketing method. In just one 90-minute session, you'll discover the four major focus areas of a successful marketing plan, and together we'll uncover where your business is getting stuck. You'll leave the session with an action plan of next steps that engage your revenue engine. Drop by bemorebusiness.com to request your session today. That's B-E-M-O-R-E business.com. See you there. There's two things I want to add to the conversation here. One is I want to draw really good attention to those pain points. When consumers are looking to purchase something, and we always have to remember people seek to get out of pain before they will seek to get a gain. And it's really important because a lot of times, especially if you have a business that solves a problem, and trust me, all businesses solve a problem. Some of them are just more obvious than others. But that pain point, addressing it in the testimonials and in the during piece or the before piece of I came with this particular problem. And then in that final overall phase, them saying this solved or helped with or alleviated or rectified that problem. That's what consumers, that's what gets them to go, oh, yep, that's for me. I'm going to buy that. So the pain point is a really, really important piece of the puzzle for you to figure out how to draw that information out of the customer. And that takes you really getting to understand your customers. It takes the process of you really taking your business very seriously and how you solve those pain points. So it's very important for you to consider those. Now, the bigger the problem your customer comes to you with, the bigger this needs to be a part of your testimonial experience. For example, if you are a dog groomer, it's not maybe quite as critical because people, the problem is I need to get my dog groomed. You didn't groomed my dog well, that works out great. But if you're a corrective farrier, that before pain point of I had a horse that was lame or couldn't couldn't function properly and in working with Joe Farrier, my horse is now sound, <laughs> that's a big that's a big part of that puzzle. The second piece of this I want to bring to people's attention is that when you're thinking of these questions and you're thinking of and you're getting answers to them from the customers if you're asking them and like like Kara mentioned we're going to give you questions to ask here in a moment. There may be a little bit of fear associated with that on your behalf like <laughs> am I poking the bear? <laughs> Am I creating more customer service problems for myself? Am I creating a situation where I may open the door to a complaint if I'm asking my customers these questions or if I'm kind of looking at this experience that way, where most of the time your customers are pretty good about telling you where the experience was a letdown for them. (laughs) So those are probably not the same people unless you were able to rectify it that you're going to approach them with this. But in, in the case that you do, this is an opportunity for you to improve the way that you do business. And if you approach it as a really opened minded situation where you're not just asking them for a review or to give you all of this positive glowy information, but if there is a place where you have a hitch in your your service or your product 
or if there is a place where they didn't have a smooth experience, it gives you an opportunity to look at that and say, was this an isolated incident that that was just peculiar to this one individual? Or is this something I need to examine in my overall business and see if it's something I need to make a change about? So when you sit down to think about this testimonial experience, I really want you to come at it with a very open-minded, this is a place for me not only to get good testimonials for people to to use my business again, but this is a really good spot for me to know what I'm doing right and maybe what I could improve upon. So that's my two cents on that last little piece. (laughs) Are you ready to move on to number two, Kara, or do you have anything to respond to that? Nope. Let's jump right into number two, which is about timing your ask perfectly. And Kim and I always talk about make it stupid simple, right? Yep. And I just want to add a quick little... I had to Google this because I was like, well, I don't really know. Is there like a more, you know, like I usually do it at the end of the time that I work with clients, right? So I was thinking, you know, typically that just seems like the obvious time to ask for testimonials. So I Googled what is the best time to ask clients for testimonials and reviews thinking there might be some really good stuff out there. Man, they're specific. The two best times to ask for reviews are between 2 and 3 p.m. and 6 and 7 p.m. <laughs> I know. These are the times consumers are most likely to rate a business on Google. And I'm like, who knew? I didn't know it was that specific, but I can dang sure tell you. I'm going to test it out and let you guys know. Who knew? I have a wager. I have a wager as to why that those are two good times to ask people. Oh, you do? You want to hear my wager? Okay. I do. It's after lunch and after dinner. Well, the three o'clock slump makes sense. Yeah, after yeah. lunch and after dinner. People are more likely to give you a good review when they're not hangry. Okay. Okay. So it's food related. I got that. <laughs> It would be for me, so. <laughs> but the, but in all seriousness, when I was talking about the make it stupid simple part, if you go back to our social proof episode, which was a kind of a gloss over of the importance of this subject, one of the things that Kim talks about is, you know, making it as simple as possible for them to know exactly where they need to leave a review, having a clickable link that they can get there to get it done. So that's kind of where I was going with that originally. I love it. So I also like the fact that you have this lovely word in here that I it was completely new to me, which I think is a fantastic world. It's psychotactics. Yeah, that's much better than psychopaths. So psychotactics, psychotastic. Yes. Yeah. So when I was getting really specific and thinking about the questions that I always ask when I'm harvesting testimonials, I was thinking about the questions that I ask. And so I did some online research to see what are some other questions or ways that I could kind of rework some of the questions that I ask to make sure that what I'm giving to you guys is like the easiest, best to get you started stuff. And I came across this awesome website dedicated to psychotactics and it's why clients buy and why they don't. So it's really kind of analyzing that. And I learned a ton of stuff. But one of the things that I did learn that I appreciated was that the questions that I ask when I'm harvesting testimonials were right on point. So I wanted to kind of run through some examples for you guys. So this is a good time to make a note, maybe at the time point of the episode, if you're driving or if you are sitting down and you want to take some notes, I highly recommend doing a little write-up so that when you sit down, you can implement these in your own way in your business. Your equine-based business has unique needs. It's your job to tell the story of your horse brand. You know what you want to say, but creating or finding powerful storytelling images that grab the attention of your ideal client can be a challenge, especially when you're busy running your business. 
That's why equine industry business leaders turn to Fast Horse Photography and a library featuring thousands of searchable images available for businesses just like yours. And guess what? 100% of those images are horse related. Now finding the right horse images for your website, social media, and all your other needs is easier than ever. Find the perfect images for your equine business right now at fasthorsephotography.com. That's fasthorsephotography.com. So here are some great questions that you can consider to fill in the steps of that kind of before, during, and after, and then the overall experience piece of your testimonial when you're asking for them. So the first question that I like to ask is what made you decide to work with or make a purchase from? And then that's going to, you're going to insert your business name there. So for me, that looks like, you know, what made you decide to work with Fast Horse Photography? And that is a great first question. And remember, you're looking for their why, you're looking for their pain point, um, and you're looking for what made them decide to, to holler at you. The second is what was the obstacle or hesitation that you had about working with or buying from insert name of business. So think about your business name and where where that would go. So what was that obstacle? What were they maybe concerned about? And remember, this goes back to those consumers out there that are trying to decide if they should work with your business or work with another business, one of your competitors. So for them to be able to see their own hesitation or their own obstacle reflected back to them in a testimonial and then see that it had a happy ending, that seems like a psychotactic to me, right? (laughs) That is a psycho tactic. There you go. The third is, you know, what have been the results after buying the product or what have been the results after, you know, the service was provided? So Kim gave the example of the corrective shoeing, you know, so that's a really great place for them to put in. Well, you know, my horse isn't lame anymore and he's riding really well and we're competing well. So kind of talking about that. The fourth one is, you know, what did you like most about working with buying from um, or the product you purchase. So you kind of fix that to your own business. But that's really talking about the, you're looking for those kind of key elements, those beautiful parts of their pain point being solved. And then what would you recommend about this service? What would you recommend about the product or the business to someone else? And I love this one because I get lots of good stuff back on this. You know, what people, I really start to see like what people really liked about the experience. And then I always add a little piece about, is there anything else that you'd like to add. And this is also a really individualized element to that. So you can see if you look at these six different types of questions that you can ask in your testimonial, how over time when you're collecting them from client after client, you'll start, you should start to see a pattern developed that consumers out there who are looking to know what the experience is with your business can recognize. And they'll start to see, oh, every single time this is the pattern. Is that a good fit for me. And again, this is another great place for you to learn about what you're doing great and what you maybe could improve on. I do recommend that when you start this process in asking people these questions that you do let them know that you are interested in both a testimonial and also feedback so that they understand to provide positive <laughs> as well as negative feedback because there can be some some negative stuff that might come up in this, which again, I'm going to reiterate is a good thing because it gives you an opportunity to be able to fix that. Another point that I want to make about timing your ask perfectly for the testimonial is, you know, there's points in time when people are raving about you in front of you. So a a great example of this for me is when I teach a class and people come up after the class and they start
start talking to me about, hey, Kim, you taught me something I didn't know, or that was just the coolest thing, or thank you so much for doing this. That right there in the moment is one of the best times that you can capture a testimonial. And Kara, I bet that happens to you when you're doing a client viewing session, when they see their images and they're talking about their images and they they start to talk about the experience that they had or remembering a moment when from prompted by the images. Is that an accurate consideration? Yes. But I got to be honest, I have not been bold enough to whip out yes. my video. <laughs> well, <recorder>. you should <laughs> try it sometime. Yeah. And working it into your flow. That's why you've got to pre-plan and pre-design this experience, right? You have to figure out how am I going to work that in? And and for me with your business, I wouldn't try to do it like right as soon as they started talking. I would work it into the end of the session and probably, I don't know quite exactly how you do step by step, but I'd work it in towards the end and I would work it in with the question, hey, I'm building my business and I want to thank you for so many of the kind things that you said today. And I would really love to be able to capture those for a testimonial. Would you be okay if I recorded this with my phone and make it just part of the experience, but pre-plan it because if you don't pre-plan it, that being bold enough piece is not going to happen. So as you're doing the session and you're mentally taking notes on what they found positive, what was a good experience for them, then that's what you're going to go back to after you turn the phone on. In my experience, I don't think I've ever had a person say no in all of them that I have recorded. There's that. <laughs> and and second, you do need to caveat it when you get it. It's like, I'm not going to record this to like publish on the internet. I'm recording it to capture your words. And if it works out where it's a really good video, then you might show it to them and ask. But more, more than likely, what you're going to use is the transcript from the video, not necessarily the video itself. So you're just capturing that in the moment because otherwise you forget what they said, they forget, and you can't trust them to go back home and write that on Google, right? <laughs> you you have to help out the situation a little bit from that point. The other thing is, is don't just pick up your phone and point it at them and press the record button and say, okay, go. <laughs> you have to go back to the things that they were talking about. So you have to ask another leading question that generally responds to them about, you know, you were talking to me just a few moments ago about your experience at Fast Horse Photography photography and how comfortable you felt even though you are self-conscious in front of the camera. Can you talk to me about that again? And people are usually very willing to do that. And you have a wonderful opportunity in that moment to catch something that's very genuine and it's not thought out a lot. So it tends to be really honest. And I'll tell you, I have had some of the best reviews and testimonials captured that way, especially for my speaking gigs because they people are just really genuine in that particular moment. If you let the moment go by and it moves on to being a place where you're asking them to write a review for you. I agree that the questions are fantastic. I, I think providing people with those questions and it's kind of like a little survey for them and they can pick and choose what they want is some people still get stuck within that. And 
another thing you can do for that person who just raved about you is just kind of mentally take notes about what they said. And then when you ask for the review, kind of pre-write it for them. So in the case that I just gave with Kara, what it would look like is when you sent an email to the individual that had such a positive session, it would say, you know, while we were in our viewing session, you mentioned to me or you said to me, and then put it directly into a quote. (laughs) Kara made me feel so comfortable, even though I'm self-conscious in front of the camera. Write it for them. So all they have to do is copy and paste into Google reviews or, you know, put it back to them. The people who want to write you an original one, they'll go ahead and change it to whatever it is that they want. But the person who's kind of stuck will copy and paste that and you'll have a, a positive Google review or a positive testimonial on your website or a positive Yelp review, wherever you're going for this. And it'll be easy for them. They don't have to do a ton of thinking about it because let's face it, reviews are asking something of your customers that is kind of above and beyond. And it's a little bit taxing on the person who has to leave the review sometimes. And testimonials are even next level because, you know, reviews are very simple. A lot of times they can go on and leave their stars and write something kind of cute and short. But testimonials, you're actually looking for people to write an extended amount of information so that people can really get an idea of what it's like to work with you. So that is a time, a time consuming thing. You know, there are even opportunities opportunities for incentivizing that a little bit as well. Although you do need to be aware of the rules around that. There are some rules about providing incentives. So if you are providing an incentive, and then I get requests for this periodically, like, you know, um, a company will email me and say, would you please provide this in-depth questionnaire or survey relating to the product and service that you purchase and in return receive a 10% coupon or something afterwards. You know, that is something that you can do as an animal business as well, as long as you go online and you actually, you know, you know what the rules are around that. The Federal Trade Commission does have guidelines that it must be mentioned, you know, like on your website, for example, that an incentive was provided. So you guys can do that research, but I just want to mention that there just to show that it is a time consuming thing for people and you are asking them to do something pretty significant. So Making it as easy for them as possible, like Kim said, and kind of guiding them through that can really make a difference on your response rate. Absolutely. And you bring up one other thing that I'm not going to hold this up really long talking about, but I do want to make a distinction of there is a slight difference between a review and a testimonial, but the lines have gotten so blurred on that, especially with the fact that people can leave these in-depth Google reviews. So to me, a review is the five stars or and great service or nice photos or, you know, two or three words, whereas a testimonial is going to be several sentences at least that talk about that person's experience with the business. And even though Google is technically a quote unquote review, when you you get people to leave those lengthy, multi-sentence, multi-paragraph experience that becomes a testimonial for your business. So, and you can use those other places. And that's why, in all honesty, Google is probably one of the best places to collect your reviews and testimonials because they're usually entered by the person. They make it really easy. Yeah. And then Facebook to me would probably be uh, number two on that list for most of the businesses listening out there. There are some of you that are very searchable by location and by service like Yelp would be a really good place as a good number two. But 
In general, Google is an awesome place to collect your reviews. That does not mean that you should only leave them on Google, however. You need to use them in other places, which I think brings us to our number three topic really nicely, which is to have a plan for using those testimonials immediately. Here's the thing, that person who just did this, and we just talked about the fact, this is not an easy thing for the person on the other end to do. It's something that takes time, it takes thought, and even if they're just cutting and pasting that still is a little bit of time out of their day that they didn't plan and it's not paid in general. So the worst thing that can happen is for you to not take that testimonial and put it to work. It's kind of a ding to them and a detriment to your business. So it's really important for you when you do get a good review, one, to respond to it and say thank you, and number two, to get that onto your website or to put it out on social media. Thank that person for leaving it. Just really get on that using the testimonial immediately. You went through a lot of work to get this, now let's use it. Absolutely. I know that the, one of the first things I do is I'd always try to jump on real quick and respond. And I think that the people that are going through those consumers that are looking at your business as a potential option, they are looking at those reviews and they're going to be looking to see how you respond as well. So being able to jump on and at a minimum say thank you and address anything that they mention and just show your personality, your brand, you know, as a in general, just kind of show that brand personality is a, it's a great place to do that. Consumers are going to be looking for that. Absolutely. I know when I work with a business or a brand, it's more important to me sometimes what the brand does, how they respond than necessarily what is mentioned in the reviews and testimonials. It's important for me to know that that particular brand is responsive, that they're thoughtful, and that they do appreciate the people that are willing to go the extra mile and do those things for them. So Kara, do you want to wrap us up? Yeah, I think um, you guys, I'm excited for you. I can't wait to see what, you know, you guys are able to do with this information. We are super excited about testimonials. As you can tell, I get really hyped up about this topic. So the big three for today, pre-design and pre-plan that testimonial experience. You need to be out there actively harvesting those testimonials so you can put them to work. Time your ask perfectly. Think about when is the right time in your customer experience to request a testimonial and, you know, be super thoughtful about how you're making that very easy for them to create or to complete for you. And then the third piece is have a plan so you're, that you're getting the most use out of that testimonial right away. So we hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. We really enjoyed digging a little bit deeper and um, trying to provide some concrete things that you all can do right away for your animal pet or equine business. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Business Animal. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you learned something today, leave us a review. To learn more, find us at thebusinessanimal.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep your business well-trained with The Business Animal.